0: see frenzy is upon us and after a quick hiatus last week boy do we have a lot to talk about and what could be the most loaded show to date we have everything From Russell Wilson, to Aaron Rodgers, to Amari Cooper, to Deshaun Watson, and every other move. And who knows? Maybe we'll even get some live reactions. Wink, wink, Deshaun Watson trade. (laughs) Who knows? We'll be talking about it all. Our favorite moves, least favorite moves, their impact on fantasy football and beyond. All right here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by LinkMe. I'm Zach Cohen of the Draft Network, alongside the Ardens Cole Topham of Chargers Wire. Cole, my man, do we have a lot to catch up on? Oh my!
1: Yeah, I mean, we really do. It's it's been like you said, it's been an absolute frenzy, like free agency is always, uh, you know, every year. But I, I just still can't get over the fact that like the NFL has a legal tampering period. But in that legal tampering period, what most people don't realize is like the actual tampering starts a week earlier at the NFL combine where all of the head coaches and scouts are on site to, you know, discuss, meet up in some hotel rooms, conduct some backdoor deals. Like, yeah, nothing fishy going on there. Like for sure the prospects are the cream of the crop at like that event, but there's also these little side agendas and it's, it's a wonder you see, like all these massive deals get signed right out the gate. And there's a reason for that. Mm
0: Who was it? I think it was it Alex Kappa who signed like four years, 40 mil, like three minutes into free agency. It might've been someone else. I know that was the Kappa deal, but I, I remember immediately thinking, well, okay, sure. You had three <laughs> minutes to make that deal. I think not. Uh, but of course, beyond that, the quarterback carousel is churning and we had an episode specifically about that um, at the beginning of the off season, And now here we are knowing That Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer. Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. Tom Brady is a Buccaneer after not being a Buccaneer for a little bit of time. And Deshaun Watson, who the hell knows? It could be the Saints. It could be the Falcons. I wouldn't rule out the Panthers. I wouldn't rule out the Browns. Although to me, at least, it seems like it's between the Saints and the Falcons. So why don't we start there? What is it looking like for Watson in 2022 and beyond? What's your gut say?
1: I mean, I feel like if we're if we're looking from a fantasy perspective, I think he's gonna be like top five to seven option no matter where he goes. And especially in those like for those suitors, even if he does go to Cleveland, I feel like I mean, he has weapons there. Cleveland's likely to take a first-round wide receiver um, off the board in April, and that could be Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, who knows, Drake London. I mean, all those options sound really good in that passing attack, especially with, like, a veteran route runner like Amari Cooper to um, kind of shoulder that that majority of the target load, you know. So mm-hmm. I think, I mean, a lot of the teams Watson has been linked to are kind of on that, on that verge of – do we go all out to being a contender or do we just blow it all up for the rebuild? Um, a lot of them have either aging quarterbacks or quarterbacks that have already retired. Um, but I, I think it's safe to say Watson would be an upgrade no matter where he goes. I saw a report that says he's in serious conflict about <laughs> the four teams he's been linked to. And I'm like, Sean, you, you've had like legitimately a year and a half to <laughs> think about your options. How are you conflicted? Like you, you think, amid all the legal troubles and all of that, you would have thought about which destination you would prefer. And especially since trade offers are already on the table mm-hmm. for him.
0: I would imagine at least half of the league has been legitimately connected to Watson at some point at the beginning of the off season. I said, don't be surprised if he's a Buccaneer. Cause at the time Tom Brady was not, and now he is. So obviously wherever Watson goes, the receivers, tight ends, wherever get a boost, in the passing game, but now we can go look at Tampa Bay too, because Mike Evans is running it back. Chris Godwin's running it back. Gronk in a leaked video today said he's probably running it back. They got Russell Gage now too. Does anything change in the Tampa Bay offense? Are you still valuing them relatively similar to where we were going into last season?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, still pretty similar. I I feel like Gage is interesting because we kind of saw him pick up the slack in Ridley's absence a little bit. Um, when the when the Falcons were going through their little identity crisis this season, um, so yeah, I, I don't think it really changes too much. I think Tom Brady is still going to play at the top of his game, um, and he was leading the the league in touchdowns at one point this season. So it's hard; it's really surprising to say that at, at his age. But I mean, it's Tom versus time, and right now Tom is winning. So uh, his weapons are better than ever. He's got options. His mind is still sharp. Like I I just think this offense kind of stays where it where it's at.
0: I'm really disappointed that Russell Gage left. By the way, the target share he could have seen at least based on what Atlanta's receiver room looks like right now could have been very nice. I like Gage too. I don't I don't think he's a wide receiver 3. Now in the chance that Chris Godwin does leave, After next season, because he's been franchise-tagged the last two off-seasons, then maybe Gage could have some value in, like, dynasty leagues. Uh, But until then, I'm a little disappointed that Gage decided to go to a team where he probably won't have as big of a fantasy impact. Uh, But, of course, he's not the only receiver on the move. The Cowboys traded Amari cooper for some mm-hmm. pennies and well i get it because of cooper's contract some teams might have been reluctant to get him cooper's still 27 he's not a bad receiver by any means he's probably the best receiver they've had in the past who knows like 20 years aside from odell like his first season in cleveland and josh gordon's like a couple few games where he's balled out so what do we think about cooper and cleveland and how it changes the dynamic not just for his fantasy value but for Nick Chubb,
1: too. I just think Cooper gets a bad rap. Like, the dude runs some of the crispiest routes in the game. um, Crispy. And I I think people more balk at the fact that he's – that you have to pay 25 mil a year for him, which I think the Cowboys weren't too keen on, especially with a budding CD lamb in the lineup, which they also need to figure out how to use correctly. Um, But, yeah, I think Amari Cooper's a solid pickup. Um, especially if you're really trying to solidify some weapons in the Cleveland offense. If you do roll with Baker Mayfield, if you do roll with Deshaun Watson, you can't have that inconsistency in the passing game that has kind of played them, um, plagued them at least the last two seasons. So there's, there's going to be some fresh faces in the receiving core in Cleveland. And I think Amari Cooper has the right approach to it. Um, I think he's, he's a up guy that I think is, he's going to mesh with uh, with Baker Mayfield a lot um, because I think, to having two divas clash, which is kind of what we saw with OBJ and, and Baker, just like isn't a good mix. um There's going to there's gonna be some some things to, that they're going to disagree on. And so I think a Cooper is – uh like his temperament is a lot better fit in Cleveland.
0: That's pretty bold of you to say Baker Mayfield's going to be the Browns quarterback. It seems like he's all the way out in Cleveland. Like the only thing separating him from another team at this point is the official – pen to paper or fax or text or whatever NFL teams do to officially announce a roster change his market probably not going to be that great I would have said the Colts but it seems like the Colts a report just came out like a few minutes ago that really the only quarterback the Colts are looking at right now is Jimmy Garoppolo and we can talk about how that'll affect the Colts receiver room in a second but I don't think that Baker Mayfield not only will be a Brown Cleveland Brown next season, but I don't think he'll have any value in fantasy because where is there really left to go? Are we confident in him being viable in Carolina? Like one of these teams that currently needs a quarterback is going to get screwed. You have the saints, the Panthers and the Colts. I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. I think the Falcons are, probably locked into Matt Ryan unless they do get Deshaun Watson, which then is a whole other conversation. But one of these teams is going to get screwed. They're probably going to draft a rookie quarterback that they're not too happy about. And that's not even to discount the Steelers because the Steelers took a chance on the MVP himself, Mitchell (laughs) Trubisky. I still think they could draft a quarterback. They've been rumored to like, really like Malik Willis. How do we feel Deontay Johnson's outlook or really anyone in Pittsburgh at this point, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent, but if they were to bring him back, how do we feel the Trubisky addition impacts current Steelers?
1: Not great. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see Mitchell Trubisky really doing anything spectacular in, in Pittsburgh than he hasn't done already in, in, uh, in Chicago. I mean, look, I think Trubisky was lauded in the draft process because he had like, you know, the athleticism was the dual threat, but he was playing mobile, could extend plays, make off platform throws. Um, He had a decent arm. Um, I mean, he was honestly a pretty like smart football player too. He just, he just breaks down in the face of pressure and he just doesn't know um, what, how to, how, how to improvise like in his mind on the fly. And so I just, I just don't think like that's an intangible trait. You can't really teach that. That's just something that that comes with the, with knowledge of the game. And I don't really see Pittsburgh unlocking that. So I think, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, he excelled um, like playing in structure. Right. And so I think if Mm -hmm. Trubisky can do that, then maybe there's hope for Deontay Johnson Um, those two on the same page, but in terms of anything, like any hope for extending plays um, and like really salvaging some, some lost downs just simply based on, um, things that happen up, up front I just really have no confidence in Trubisky to do that
0: mm-hmm. it at least seemed like with Johnson you know he has good chemistry with Roethlisberger Roethlisberger was not taking the deep shots he was he was playing the um, short to intermediate areas of the field like a fiddle at that point so that really helped Johnson I don't know what the game plan is with Trubisky again maybe they'll add a quarterback but for now I'm not super high on Deontay Johnson again still a great player But there's no coincidence that the best court, the best receivers in fantasy tend to have pretty darn good quarterbacks Mm -hmm. too. And speaking of Chris Godwin, it was just announced signed a multi-year deal with Tampa Bay. So what I said about Russell Gage literally like five minutes ago completely out the window. (laughs) Sorry, Gage. Uh, Godwin's the guy there. Maybe you can carve out a role as a wide receiver three, but for now your fantasy relevancy is probably not looking too. Hot. Uh, What else? What else? What else? I mean, there's a lot. I got a whole list of players here. I don't know if there's any you want to talk about right away because we could just keep turning through, but any that stick out to you, maybe your favorite moves so far free agency. I know I got a couple, but I want to hear from you.
1: Uh, I mean, one that's kind of underrated, especially since like I, I follow the Chargers closely, is just Mike Williams coming back. I thought it yeah. was a it was a fair deal. Like, yeah, you might be paying him a little bit more than you would expect in the in the free agent smart the free agent market, but it hasn't really impacted their other moves. You know, they've been able to invest in their defense, and I think signing Mike Williams helped them you know, try and build around their defensive core to to match what Brandon Saley wants on defense, right? You just get the receiver out of the way. You sign him. He already has good chemistry with Justin Herbert. Let's just don't mess up the offensive weapons. Don't, don't try and fix what isn't broke. Right. And that's what the chargers, that was their mentality to signing Mike Williams. You're going to bet that he's overcome is his injury issues that plagued his career, just the consistency. And I mean, honestly, I, I think he's probably on my, you know, one hand of receivers that, you feel really good about on the deep 50-50 ball. I think Mike Williams, he just makes one just insane contested grab per season where you're just like, yeah, only him and DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones would be able to make that that catch yeah. like consistently. And I I'm I feel pretty confident saying that. I think it's a I think it's a good signing. And I think he'll get a pretty decent target share um for the for the rest of his time in LA
0: in a non-fantasy standpoint has any team had a better offseason than the chargers let alone that whole darn division we will talk about russell wilson in a second i do want to touch on one thing you said but jc jackson for my money was probably the best signing of all free agency not necessarily because it was probably a great value but that's what they needed they needed a guy like jackson so Chargers ASC title game, certainly not out of the question. To go trade for Khalil Mack, fantastic. Go add some offensive linemen. Go add some defensive linemen. And then I think they'll be one of the best teams if they aren't already uh in football. You did mention Julio Jones, though. He was cut today after one very forgettable year in (laughs) Tennessee. I don't know about you. I caught a lot of flack for saying that. He just it wasn't he wasn't it anymore. Like when the Falcons traded him to Tennessee, everyone was like, "Oh, the Titans are going to be the favorite of the AFC." And I'm like, "Guys, Julio Jones is not that good anymore. Let alone can we trust him to be healthy?" I think the health thing was warranted. Obviously, very subjective about how you felt as Julio as a player. He was at one point one of the best players in football, regardless of position. And then career kind of went on the downturn. So for him to be a free agent right now. I don't know about you, but I can't really think of a good place for him to go where he could be someone I want on my fantasy rosters. Can you think of a good potential landing spot for Julio?
1: I don't know. Cardinals, maybe. Um, I feel like I like Juju more on the Cardinals than I would like Julio. But I mean he kind of would slide into AJ Green's role. Um just don't let him do anything that is too out of his bag and you still be like the you know the vertical option run the post for kyler um especially since they they lost weapons this season i think every member of the 2018 draft class um for the cardinals which i believe was that cliffs first year in uh in arizona i believe so i believe yeah. so that's just a <clears throat> washout there's no players left from that draft class. So and and they took a lot they Boy. took three receivers in that draft. So I definitely got to replace weapons especially if if you're going to keep Kyler long term in there with a with a massive deal.
0: Who were those three receivers? It was Andy Isabella. It was oh man, ah oh, this is going to this is going to this is going to annoy me. Who who were those Isabella
1: Kirk and um and one more.
0: Was yeah, <sighs> Well, okay, we're gonna. I'm no, I'm looking that up right now. Um, but while we're on the subject of Christian and Kirk, while I googled this real quick, was that the worst signing of free agency so far? Like he reset the market. I get first off, ironically, and Damien, uh, person who is a mutual friend and works with us, Parson, yeah, I, DP, I name. yeah, Jesus. No, I just botched his name. Um, hopefully, he doesn't see this part, but anyway, <laughs> I tweeted at him. He said something about Christian Kirk, and I tweeted, Kirk just feels like a Jaguar, like, I think two, a week or two ago. And he's a Jacksonville Jaguar. So why don't you rant about that for a little bit? Because you just made the ultimate, oh, my God, look when I brought that up.
1: Uh, it's just this, this deal just doesn't make sense. I mean, <laughs> especially seeing the, the absolute steal of a deal that DJ Chark got. Like, they're basically the same player except DJ Chark has a 1000 yard receiving season. So, I mean, you, you reset the market, you shelled out a quarter of a billion in in options uh, on the first day of free agency. And a large part of that was Christian Kirk's contract who has 17 touchdowns in four seasons um, often injury, injury plagued, never really excelled, out of, the, out of his, his slot versatility field burner role that he had in Arizona, was supposed to be Kyler's guy. He wasn't, so they brought in more options that pushed him down the depth chart. He, he just doesn't want this type of deal, and especially I just don't think he was better than DJ Chark. Um, they have, pretty much have the same skill set, I think Chark is a, is a much better athlete, much better, like nuanced route runner. And I mean, the, if you want to weigh the health concerns back and forth, maybe there's something I don't know about, about mm-hmm. DJ Chark, who, um, you know, had a shortened season this past, this past year. But I just thought what compared to Chark's deal, what he got in free agency compared to what Jacksonville just handed Christian Kirk, like I'm a, i am much, much would have, I much rather would have preferred them take a, you know, take a pay cut with, mm-hmm. with Chark.
0: I feel bad saying this, but I just can't see Christian Kirk entering the third year of this contract in Jacksonville. I just just can't. Like It seems like he's destined to be a cap casualty at some point, and I feel bad for it. Uh, By the way, I I do want to get your thoughts on DJ Chark, but real quick, I screwed up because I I mixed the 2018-29 draft classes, which I knew I did because I knew Andy Isabella was not in Christian Kirk's draft class. Kirk was in 2018. That whole class is gone. It was like six, five players. And then yeah. in 2019, the Cardinals took Hakeem Butler, Andy Isabella, and Keyshawn Johnson, all uh, of you. which were no longer on the team. Before okay, I get so your thoughts – Both classes are terrible. Both yeah, classes both, are terrible. It's it's a wash. It's a wash. <laughs> Nobody likes what's going on in Arizona right now. Not a single soul. I would not be surprised if Kingsbury's gone after the end of the season. Well, Just putting that out there.
1: Knowing Steve Kime, he's going to take another nope. linebacker in the first round. <laughs> um, you know, he'll see Devin Lloyd drop to them at, at pick what, number – uh, 23 and just be like, you know, (laughs) he's going to be rubbing his fingers together, but I mean, they need, they need wide receivers. They just sign Kyler does long-term deal overclock the offense and, and just try and get some pieces in, in free agency on the defense. Um, one team that I am surprised has not made any big splash in free agency is, uh, the New York jets, Mm. Um, because they were expected to be firmly in the mix for all these receivers and, you know, a lot of them were franchise tagged. Um, obviously, the Mike Williams deal got done pretty, pretty quickly. And then uh, Chris Godwin obviously was never leaving Tampa Bay. It seemed like a uh, relationship was still amical there. It didn't really seem he had any intention to explore the market. So their options are limited. But I'm just surprised like the, the Jets haven't shelled out a bunch of money on a, on a big name pass catcher when they have like a top five, most cap space in the NFL. And what they've decided to do is, you know, hand out a a little bit of of money to the tight ends, Tyler Conklin and CJ uh, Uzama. And they re-signed a bunch of players that were on the team last year, like Flacco and and Tevin Coleman. Just these, these moves aren't going to help Zach Wilson. (laughs) They're basically just betting on hitting in the draft, which is, you know, never really a, a good strategy and especially with considering the Jets track record and drafting receivers uh, mm-hmm. what has a what, what is his name um Denzel, right, Mims what, what Denzel Mims done what has Denzel Mims done nothing
0: dang you had to just bring that up oh my god ruthless yeah I agree with you so I'm looking at it now they have 37 mil it's the third most total cap space available as of now and I think I speak for you and many people when it's a, the saying, just because you have money doesn't mean you should be spending it. On one hand, if you are the Jets, you are right. You should be building around Zach Wilson. Loved the Lake and Tomlinson signing. They did sign him. I like that a lot. But you are right. I would like to see them bring in some veteran receivers. Maybe they're waiting for the second market. They don't love anyone. They've learned from their mistakes because the Jets in recent years have handed out some pretty crappy contracts then had to really bite the bullet on cutting them loose. So I'm with you. I'm a little confused that the Jets haven't made a play. But at the same time, I'm not not shocked because – I think they're just playing for the second market. They've learned from their mistakes. They know they should build through the draft, really get a foundation rather than pay Christian Kirk, like the fourth (laughs) or fifth most money for wide receivers. I just can't, I can't believe it. And then the Jaguars go and pay Zay Jones, like for 30. Okay.
1: That might even be an even worse contract. Cause what is Zay Jones going to do in that, in that offense? (laughs)
0: what's anyone going to do in that offense you have a bunch of wide receiver twos running around and marvin jones kirk uh is laviska Chenault going to be on this team anymore who the hell knows yeah. jamal agnew is my favorite receiver on the team they only really use him as a kick returner um so it's another year of the jacksonville jaguars continuing to be the jacksonville jaguars signing brandon Sheriff, good great Pay the man however much he needs. You have the money. I'm totally fine with that. They did lose DJ Shark, so we can talk about that real quick too before we get to some of the bigger names in free agency. I'm fine with DJ Shark on a proven deal in uh, Detroit. I think that's kind of what he needs. Uh, look, he balled out coming into the league. I was a big fan of him coming out of college. Got hurt, couldn't stay healthy. Then he only played four games this past year. I'm a little bit out. I don't think I'm going to have any shares of Shark. But he's in a good enough situation where if he wants to get that next contract and prove himself to the rest of the league, he totally can. I I still like Amon Ra in the slot. I think Jared Goff has a a clear chemistry with him besides a bad quarterback's best friend as his slot receiver. And Shark doesn't have much experience there. So I'm not a huge fan of Shark in fantasy. I don't know what his value will be like. I'm imagining it won't be too high. For my money, I would love to see Detroit add another receiver like a Jahan Dotson. Mm-hmm. I would be a great fit. I would hate to see Dotson go there for Dotson's sake, but for his fantasy value, I would love it. So you have any other thoughts on Shark or just like what Detroit's really done at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're they're taking the right approach. Um, not really spending like too heavily, but I, I thought they would be a little bit more of a like free agent destination, just because of the the coaching staff is very well rounded, diverse. Obviously, Dan Campbell is a character, and you can tell he really cares for his players. So I thought they would have a little bit more appeal, um, and especially since that team looked miles better than they were at the beginning of the season. Like they were a team that really um, like grew into themselves. A bunch of young faces started to take on larger roles and, and be more secure um, on both sides of the ball. So yeah, I expect them to be a little bit you know there'd be more appeal there but i feel like they're going to crush the draft as well
0: mm-hmm. and they have the second overall pick to do mm-hmm. it uh let's talk about russell wilson and aaron rogers but first a quick word from our beloved sponsor link me l-i-n-k-m-e not only are they a link sharing app but they are the hottest new social media app hundreds and thousands of users joining Every single week, the platform has exploded since I've joined on it. I love it because I can have all of my content in one space. All I got to do is show you this QR code, scan it, boom. You have access to everything I make, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook. If I played PS4, Xbox, that'd be on there too. My Venmo, PayPal, my website, all on there, all only on LinkMe, L-I-N-K-M-E. Tom Brady's back. Aaron Rodgers is back. Russell Wilson all the way out of the NFC. What do you want to talk about first? Rodgers or Wilson?
1: Let's talk about Wilson.
0: Lots to talk about there. There's a lot yeah. to talk about. I was, I, I was on the West Coast uh, enjoying my spring break. So naturally, I wake up to a boatload of messages and notifications. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Did you see Russ? Wow. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Turns out he was just traded to Denver. My goodness. Has Seattle botched this more than any other team in recent years we all know you have to keep your franchise quarterback happy let alone a player who is arguably the most important part of their franchise ever and you trade them to denver so what's that do for seattle and then we could talk about how that makes denver's receivers look
1: well i mean you didn't even trade them for like a first round pick like you, you basically, you got pieces for sure to build off of, but that, that's if like those picks hit. And so for someone that has been like the face of your franchise, you think you, you want to give given a little bit more respect by commanding, you know, maybe sticking your neck out there and say like, look, this, this is a player that is revered in Seattle. We're not going to part ways easily. Um, and we want to command at least one first round pick, but they didn't even do that. So it's, I, I disagreed with, like the value in which, at least how they valued Wilson, I think, um, I think Wilson was might have been a little bit unhappier than than we realized, and was a, like you know, as the respectful person he did, he is, he like kept it all in house. But I just don't think Russ was very happy, and the the Seahawks were just trying to get him dealt uh, as soon as possible. But I think he lands in a great situation in Denver. Like you've got up and coming pass catchers there especially a team that has been really aggressive in free agency outside of that move um, so that they can compete in that division, which is, which is slowly getting in strength. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like, I like, I like Russ in Denver. I think he's going to, it's going to take a, a while for him to adjust the cold
0: and the altitude, but he'll be fine. The Jersey swaps are pretty clean. I'll give him that yeah. uh, I, real quick. I didn't want to interrupt you or anything. But you know Wilson was was traded for two first round picks including Oh, he was? Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> two first round picks. Wait, wait, hold on. What else? I'll and tell it you was it like, was, what. It no was a fame? first, a second and a fifth in 2022, a first and a second next year, Drew Lock, Shelby Harris and Noah Fan.
1: Oh, I don't know what I read then. <laughs> I, I I thought they traded him for <laughs> Uh, like, like two uh, multiple second round picks and stuff. Okay. Anyway, my, my sources are wrong. Apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I don't blame you with all the news and information on the NFL grades and whatnot being f- flown out there. I don't blame you for just completely forgetting that, but yeah, it looks. So I completely agree with you with like everything you just said about Russell Wilson, aside from like the first round pick stuff, shame on you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I won't tell your journalism teachers. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Rip, first off. I would not be surprised if yeah. Tyler Lockett is traded sooner rather than later. I think they want to keep Metcalf Get him especially. To Miami. Huh? Yeah. Ooh. Get him to Miami. Ooh. Ooh, that would be that would be nice to pair with Cedric Wilson who they just signed. We'll talk about mm-hmm. him and what the Dolphins have done in a second. I think Tyler Lockett's gone. Um, I'm obviously not going to touch Tyler Lockett. I could get behind DK Metcalf, especially if he's used in a similar role as he was last season. Um, Obviously, we don't know who the quarterback will be in Seattle. I'm not trusting Drew Locke. I think they're going to take a quarterback at nine, whether they like to or not. Really can't see him touching a reclamation project like a Baker Mayfield or a Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think that could be out the window. But then again, I've been wrong about this before. Uh, What I will say is I think... Lockett's stock is down in best ball in dynasty, but Metcalf stock, like I think he's a good time to buy him honestly, because people are going to be selling him for relatively cheap. Even if he doesn't ball out this season, you don't know what that offense is going to look like in two years. If you're playing for another three years, sure. Go for it. And I'm, I'm when I play dynasty and I have not played dynasty, I will say that, but I'm very tuned in with the dynasty community. I've helped people set their lineups and draft in dynasty. I'm not one who really thinks three, four years down the future. I'm trying to win this season through adding like younger players. Like I'm not about to sell a whole season. The goal is to win. Right. So you get your good players now. Obviously that doesn't mean shelling out for aging players like a Gronk or a Julio. You're not, I'm not being naive here, but I think now's a great time to look at DK Metcalf and say, I think he'll be a lot better in the future obviously i'm not about to shell out my roster this year because i should still try to win this year but at the same time i think it makes dk metcalf a very intriguing buy in dynasty if you're playing dynasty uh if you don't play dynasty you're playing normal fantasy i'm still fine taking metcalf he's probably not the first second or third receiver i take off the board at whatever his adp will be but i wouldn't be opposed to drafting dk metcalf so i'm fine with them as for denver Clearly, the Cortland Sutton train is on full, full speed ahead, oh, yeah. baby. He is back. Uh, Jerry Judy, jury is still out. I mean, again, loved them coming out of college. He was never really elite or great and everything he was pretty good. A very good route runner. Hasn't really clicked with whatever quarterback Denver has thrown back there. I'm totally fine with that, too. So I don't know how high I'm going to have Sutton yet or Judy or Albert Okwibbenum. Uh, or Fant, for what it's worth, up in Seattle. But it obviously boosts their stock, right? Like, how are you feeling about what Denver has to offer now that they have Wilson?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this, this season could be the, the season that Judy puts it all together, right? Uh, I, I think, I, I mean, I'm not personally, I was never confident in Drew Locke's ability to just <laughs> get the ball in the same airspace you know, as, as his receivers. And I think that's something DK Metcalf is going to have to find a way to vent his frustrations with in Seattle. But uh, yeah, I, I think Wilson will will give him accurate balls, uh, but allow them to make plays in space. I think that's where Judy is best at where he, you can really juke out people um, with the ball in his hands. And yeah, I think what the thing that Judy has had to really what has held him back in his rookie season and what we saw him work on in his sophomore season was just being aggressive like at the at the catch point and just really um you know being a possession receiver because he he never really was that in Alabama like they were very niche in the way that they used him and just same way like Devontae Smith right like I think Devontae Smith was a better contested catch receiver but they'd throw him a lot of screens you know a lot of quick slants just get him the ball really fast nothing too too hard and that's what um, Judy was asked to do at Alabama as well. Didn't really see the same type of usage in Denver, so hopefully they'll cater to his play strengths more and um, you know kind of run the same offense that you know Russell Wilson uh, excelled in at Seattle.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So clearly, people are going to be over the moon about everyone on Denver and selling high on Seattle. I'm kind of with you there. We still really got to see not only what. These receivers can do with a competence quarterback, let alone Russell Wilson, but it's a new offense as well. So we don't know exactly how they might adjust, whether it's for the better or for the worse. Maybe they bring in another receiver. Who knows? It's never a bad idea to draft more receivers than you think you need. You got to have a crowded receiver room. Um, Kind of like, Let's see. Who else has added receivers? Honestly, nobody. And you know what? I'll take that time to do a reverse segue because I was going to talk about other receivers who have signed notable ones. I'm not Evan Ingram. Like, I don't really consider him a receiver. Uh, we could talk about Cedric Wilson in a second, but there are still some guys out there who could maybe make an impact at least from the running back side so all the receivers it's kind of gone like Allen Robinson Odell Beckham sure they're still there but I'm now thinking well let's look at the running backs real quick because barely anything the only running backs have really been signed by the Dolphins with Chase Edmonds and Mm -hmm. Raheem Mostert and that's a nice combo, but am I trusting any of them in free and in, in fantasy? Probably not. Maybe I'll have a few best ball shares, right? Like, what, what do you think about those two guys for fantasy next year?
1: Um, yeah, no, I think I think there they'll, they'll be quality options. Um, I mean, Edmonds, like I I always thought he would be a good, like he was going to be the the star in in Arizona. I, I didn't think James Conner would have like the impact that he did in Arizona. And especially when Edmonds got hurt, Connor kind of took over the role, scored a bunch of touchdowns. And then it was clear, like, okay, maybe we have more than just a a 50 50 split in our hands here. And so he, he brings basically like the same amount of receiving prowess that Gaskin did last year. So, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily an upgrade. It's just going to come down to who's healthy and, and, you know, who's going to get the ball. Um, J.D. McKissick, he backed out of the buffalo deal, right? And he resigned yeah. with the commanders. Yeah. What is up with people backing out of deals at the last minute? <laughs> like uh committing to uh, committing to like one one team and then is resigning for nearly the same money like with another team like I don't know. It's just it, it's odd to me that this is this has happened like our our Teams like trying to slip things into people's contracts. Like at the last minute, like Randy Gregory was it, like his camp was saying, like, I don't know if the same situation happened with McKissick, but it's strange because I don't remember an offseason where this has happened like on, on more than one occasion
0: yeah it it was kind of a big deal a few years ago when anthony barr did it i'm like i I, I get it i guess it's kind of weird especially with like how twitter operates you hear something oh boy i gotta tweet it out now i gotta get it out there oh nope wait he changes mind. shoot it's already out there so i get it like why there's a whole frenzy about it but I, i would imagine this isn't like a new thing it's just that the word gets out so quick now that. People just hear about what originally happened rather than the end result. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not touching the Bills' backfield regardless whether they added McKissick or not. Uh, I was very cautious about signing up for another season of Antonio Gibson's hype train, let alone James Conner's hype train, because I still think there's a chance both of those teams could and could have added other running backs. Washington's bringing back McKissick. Sorry, Antonio Gibson fans. I'd say the same about Arizona, too, with Chase – with not Chase, uh, but James Conner. Now that Chase Edmonds is gone, let's slow the roll. Sure, he got three for 39, just made the Pro Bowl, was one of the leading touchdown scorers among running backs. But I'm not ready to jump on the hype train yet. Let's get through the draft, see if Arizona addresses the position at all. Now is a very murky time to draft like best ball dynasty whatever it's a very murky time because you have about six seven weeks of are they going to add to this position like is we don't know we don't know we we could have said that the same thing about the offseason too but at least there's a level playing field before free agency officially starts where you can look at a bunch of players and say well i don't know if he's going to take this job if he's going to re-sign or not and neither does anyone else but now there's all this – this this prejud- not prejudice. Now there's all this assumption of, oh, Cardinals are not going to add a guy. Oh, Cardinals are definitely going to add a guy. So it's so split. It's so murky. My advice, just play it safe, not draft. You could draft for potential. But overall, I'm really not touching any of those guys, especially like a James Conner or Antonio Gibson right now. Uh, James Conner going back to Arizona, though, if they keep him, if they keep him as the main running back, I mean – i don't think you know benjamin i know his name is you guys sorry about mm-hmm. that i don't think there's anything there with him if yeah, Arizona not, does not keep connor,
1: yeah
0: yeah exactly I, I like connor i like connor uh i don't know where i'll have him yet i haven't looked at the overall board but we'll see um what else has happened we talked about russell wilson we got that off our chests we talked Michael about Gallup, Tom Brady a little bit
1: what'd you say Michael Gallup resigning five yeah, years. Yeah, true,
0: true. I, I'm, I like that a lot, actually. We both kind of agree. He's a good wide receiver, too. A uh, lot of suggestions. He could have been a wide receiver one elsewhere. So I like that situation for him. Um, I do think the Cowboys would be fairly well off for adding another receiver just because they seem to really like those uh three wide receiver sets um what else oh the jets oh we we did kind of touch over the jets a little bit they did add i don't know if we mentioned that we uh tyler conklin cj Uzoma. but like mm-hmm. that's a big no for me that's just like not gonna happen not not a i don't shot. i don't
1: trust the jets tight end unless i gotta give a i gotta have a proven season first
0: uh <laughs> yep yep exactly exactly and Really, all the tight ends. Actually, no, the Giants signed Ricky Seals-Jones, and I tweeted out a few hours ago, I'm having more Ricky Seals-Jones best ball shares than I'm having the best ball shares of Evan Engram, Uzoma, Conklin combined. Like, I'm just I'm just not touching it. Oh, Zach
1: Ertz. Zach Ertz?
0: I like that a lot, too. Is he a tight end one now? I would would imagine he's probably a tight end one, at least borderline, right? Yeah, his
1: stock was looking pretty low there for a while, but uh, he kind of found a – it seemed like a second win in Arizona, and he and Tyler, you know, click. He's going to be a red zone option, so I I like that. I like that deal a lot. I think it, it benefits both sides.
0: Definitely. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, well, Rogers is coming back. We get, I guess we should probably talk about that, what that means. Um, yeah.
1: But is Devonte Adams coming back? That is the real question. That,
0: you took the words right out of my mouth, my man, right out of my mouth. Yeah, who knows? I would imagine Rodgers persuades him to play on the franchise tag. These type of things normally drag out a whole off season as Rodgers would know. So I wouldn't be surprised if Adams just kind of holds out to like the last minute, comes back, plays as if everything is normal. Uh, notably, Green Bay did just uh, take some money off of Randall Cobb's contract. But aside from him, amari rogers is there alan lazard marquez valdez scantling those two guys yep they're free agents even if green bay does resign them which as of 10 11 p.m eastern time on wednesday march 16th they have not yet i haven't gotten any i think lazard
1: received a uh, like a tender it wasn't like a, a franchise tag did but he yeah did he? okay that allows like green bay to you know keep him in house
0: either way I'm not like confident about any of them. So whoever green, I think if green Bay does add another receiver, that's a guy I'll like a lot too. Um, I can't remember. I'm doing a dynasty series right now about receivers who ha- would have good fits. I don't think I've given anyone to the green Bay Packers yet. Maybe Garrett Wilson, maybe Jahan Dotson, but I don't know. But if any of them went there, obviously I like them in fantasy. Clearly we will have a lot more draft related content in the mm. next few weeks but until then we can round out a few more uh, additional signings you know the bucks re-signing ryan jensen great for whatever running back's going to be back there Bengals signing alex kappa joe mixon rb1 season trending full steam ahead again um, <laughs> in
1: full force
0: love it you have to love it Cedric Wilson to the Dolphins, I like. I don't love. We'll see how they use him. I loved Cedric Wilson coming out of Boise State. Yeah, he flashed. Yeah, when he was healthy, I know he had some injury issues over the last couple of seasons, but playing healthy this year, he looked pretty good. Uh, I don't think he'll take Devontae Parker's spot, but I think he could take Devontae Parker's slot as Tua's mm-hmm. second favorite receiver behind Jalen Waddle. So that's something to monitor too, and really just the Dolphins offense as a whole, as well. Um, that's really everything I have here. Is there anything else we didn't cover? Any any smaller notes, any things that haven't happened yet? Leonard Fournette still mm-hmm. unsigned. Most of the running backs, Melvin Gordon still unsigned, looking pretty darn good for Javante Williams fantasy managers right now. Anything off the top of your head?
1: Yeah, definitely Javante Williams owners uh, holding their breath for sure that Gordon goes elsewhere. But I think (laughs) the fit that we liked for Lenny was Buffalo, and that is still very much alive Mm -hmm. with McKissick going back to the commanders. So I think if, if Leonard Fournette winds up in Buffalo, I really like that fit a lot for him because I think he's a better running back than Singletary for sure. But it's going to supplant him in the receiving role. And even if the if, if the bills do not run the ball or commit to the ball more than they than they have in the last few years, where Josh Allen has has taken over at the helm and they've decided to really air it out, Leonard Fournette can can be a viable option in the receiving game. Like he'll he'll be a, a, a decent pass catching back that can provide another option for, for Allen to throw to. So I, I really like that fit. I hope it works. Uh, I'm just sending that out into the atmosphere, Buffalo make it happen. I also do, just don't think it's very um, surprising that the Giants and the and the Bears are their free agency lists are pretty dry because like there's <laughs> 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 yeah, no no appeal right there right now.
0: Nope, not a lot. And Allen Robinson, former Bear, hasn't been signed yet. I think a lot of people are hoping he can resurrect his career after two down seasons. I am doubtful. That can happen, maybe in the right situation, but I can see Allen Robinson going to a star-studded team like Arizona, not Arizona, eh, maybe Arizona. I was going to say Kansas City or Buffalo um, and playing into that role there, but also the fantasy ceiling in those situations aren't the best either. The the best indicator of fantasy success is past success. But in the cases of veterans who are probably on the downturn of their careers, which sucks that we have to say that about Allen Robinson and Juju Smith-Schuster at this point in their careers, the best opportunities for them is just go into a good situation. I think Russell Gage might have thought that, said, well, I can play in a really good offense, make myself look good in limited snaps and get the bag when I'm being offered a bigger bag in a future season. So I think that's kind of what Robinson and uh, Juju may opt for. If they do land in a situation like Atlanta, like New England, heck, maybe even Detroit too, where they can be force-fed targets by all means, that's probably their best situation for fantasy, right? Is there any places you would like to see A-Rob or Juju land in? Because as of now, they're still unsigned.
1: Yeah, so I've been thinking about Allen Robinson's situation since – ever since like the details of his, you know, drama with the bears and trying to get a long-term deal materialized. Right. Right. I think, so there's three things a free agent wide receiver wants, right. He wants, or could chase, he could chase uh, a good quarterback, right. Catch passes from a, from a, a solid established quarterback, which Robinson has not had in his career. He can chase the bag. Right. So obviously New York jumps to mind as a, as a team that can pay him a lot of money. Or he can chase a chip, right? And so that's why I like the Chiefs a lot for Robinson. I think he he'd be a nice complement in that offense, and that allows Kansas City to shore up their defense instead of spending a you know a high draft pick on a on a receiver. Um, but I just think Robinson wants all three of those things, and I don't really see a, a team that's like primed um, to to hand him all three of those things. Like he, I think he's just gonna have to pick and choose like which one he values mm-hmm. most. If it were me and i mean obviously like i'm not i'm not making the type of money that that these receivers are making but yeah, you should be you haven't had the luxury of of playing with a top end quarterback in your career wouldn't you want to at least experience what that perfect placement that accuracy downfield um a quarterback that can hit you in the numbers every single time wouldn't you want to experience what that feels like at least for a single season even if it's just one season in Kansas City Why wouldn't a Rob say, "Hey, you know what? I'm a bet on myself. You know, I might win a chip here, Um, but but I could also show people that hey, I'm not washed up like I was in Chicago with Patrick Mahomes throwing me the ball. I can actually be a productive playmaker, and then he can (laughs) get the bag another year later.
0: Hey, don't discredit 2015 Blake Bortles. That man was slinging it. But yeah, I'm I'm completely. With you, he kind of take the Odell Beckham route, right? Beckham was like, well, I can go to a more crowded place in LA, play for a better team with a good quarterback, see what happens. Seemed to work out for OBJ. I'm with you on A-Rob. With Juju, and again, we don't really know what he has left in terms of how he once played in Pittsburgh. Uh, Last season he was rumored to be tied to the Chiefs and the Ravens. I think those are still on the table this year. I've seen the Eagles with him too. I would really like Philadelphia because he can work inside as a bigger slot. Uh, That works well, again, for a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, whose passing deficiencies are pretty darn appearance i'd like to see him (laughs) in philadelphia i think he could be a nice wide receiver too there that would be my best fit for him any fits for him off the top of your head
1: yeah like i said i think arizona's good fit because i think i think he and kyler would be would mesh well together i feel like their off-field interests are are pretty similar um (laughs) obviously you know juju is is the tiktok star a little bit more outspoken than than kyler but i feel like those two receivers would would get each other and and you know they they'd uh they'd have that type of relationship off field that would foster their connection on the field. So that's why I like Arizona for, um, for uh, Juju. And I don't think he would be like, way too expensive either the biggest thing that juju has going for him is youth is youth right so i don't even think he needs to take like that massive deal right now if he signs a two-year deal um saying like oh yeah like the last two seasons have been you know kind of unproductive for me like I, i want to prove that i can be that possession receiver and then have like a good season or two in arizona and he still hits the free agency market at like what 20 26
0: 27 years old i think 26 yeah
1: yeah i mean that's that's still plenty of time for a four-year deal and four years like 80 million that's that's definitely like in the in the realm for juju if he plays well in arizona Mm
0: -hmm. it's an interesting fit we'll keep an eye on those guys uh we'll have more updates clearly next week when most of these guys are i would we would assume would be locked in there's always some late stragglers always some guys who get cut and unexpectedly hit free agency so we will keep you updated all right here on the breakout football podcast on the belief network before we round it out i'm putting you on the spot here i have no idea if you are a college basketball guy any thoughts on the on the tournament this year bracket picks anything
1: i still need to make my bracket like i I know uh I know I haven't I haven't created it yet, but I was kind of waiting on some of the more college basketball fiends at Arizona state to kind of release their, their picks. And, because okay. you know, obviously sports journalists and majors, like everyone's got their bracket. Yeah. Everyone's willing to share information around. So I was kind of waiting to educate myself and and kind of read and listen to everything that they put out before I put together a solid bracket. But Hey, I mean like the year Virginia won the national championship, I had a bracket in like 99th percentile. That's all I'm saying. Like, Oh, once nice. I lock in. Yeah. Once I lock in, like, you know, I I'm a, I'm a big fan of college basketball this time of year.
0: Do you have any, like, sleeper picks, like, off the top of your head? Any upsets you like? I am a big fan of San Diego State, Virginia Tech this year, Mm -hmm. pulling off the upset. Those seem pretty apparent to me, knock on wood. Anything you got in the bag?
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, this this team down south, I can't say their name, but they're they're interesting for sure. (laughs) Like, they didn't make the tournament last year, and um, one of my buddies was telling me, like, only – like like fifty five of the national championship um, teams have were in the were in the the tournament the year before and Arizona was not so well,
0: like seven. they would be
1: kind of going against history there so I mean I don't know like they it's 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 interesting here at ASU we'll be watching from afar with uh, with definitely you know ir- irritable um, <laughs> mindsets watching those games but yeah well right now.
0: I am missing Florida play Iona in the NIT. So nothing, Hey, we both got nothing really to celebrate. Just hopefully rooting for our brackets. I will say, and I hope you do this because I think you would mm-hmm. love this just as well as I do. Every year I do a bracket. I never put money on it because the odds are horrendous. I always make a bracket just for fun. I make like 20 brackets just for fun, like full transparency uh, about college football. So like this year I'll look mm-hmm. at the team, say, how's our college football team? And I'll just make the bracket based on that. Naturally, I have Alabama winning, of course, because Georgia wasn't in it. Uh, But you should. I don't know if you have the ESPN tournament app. That's what I do it on, too. I'll -hmm. just go through, pick, all right, like Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan won, So I'll do Michigan, Uh, USC, Miami, probably do Miami for now. But next season could be USC, you know. So you should. I'm curious. You should go through, pick the best college football teams with the bracket.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting idea for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. And we can um, we can see how our brackets compare.
0: Well, last year through the first round, my college football bracket was my most accurate <laughs> bracket.
1: It's because the college football money trickles down to the basketball program. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably it has to be. Well, with that, my friend, nothing from my sports update or JPA football on Twitter. So I guess it was pretty quiet night. Knowing us, Deshaun Watson will get traded the second we hang up on yeah, this probably. call. But until next time, I am Zach Cohen of the Draft Network. That is Cole Topham of Chargers Wire and Devil's Digest. You can find him everywhere at Ham Analysis, H-A-M-A-N-A-L-Y-S-I-S. Me at Zach Cohen, F-B-Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. Final words from Cole as the outro music kicks off. In the distance, go watch some March Madness, everyone. What you got for us, Cole?
1: Mm, nothing too crazy. Just yeah, keep your hats on, everybody. It's still a wild ride through free agency, and you know that that draft is going to shake things up even more. So stay patient with all your rosters, and uh, yeah, definitely be going, don't be going after any running backs this time of year because uh, there's it's a it's a stacked class that we're coming up on. So keep your hats on and uh, just enjoy the run.